What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Uh, my guest today has been a performance coach for over 16 years. He's worked with some of the biggest companies in fitness from Men's Health to Beachbody. He's also been a successful business owner, starting and selling several gyms that we'll get into in our conversation. He is the host and the creator of a very highly rated podcast called Man Over Mind Podcast, where he helps men with their emotional fitness. More importantly, he is a brand new dad, and I'm excited to hear about how his journey is going. He has a beautiful five-month-old baby girl. Please welcome the incredible Joe Carabasi to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Brian, what's up, my man? Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And uh, for my listeners who may not know who you are, I know I just did a real brief bio on you, but can give me a little backstory on who Joe is. And then uh, obviously this is a dad podcast, so tell me about your daughter. Yeah, man. Well, I, I think uh, that's a loaded question, who Joe is. But I would say uh, somebody who overcame significant self-esteem and insecurity issues from being bullied as a young boy and uh, learning to transmute those as an adult and into power, into the ability into sharing wisdom from experience to help other people so that they don't a feel alone and b have to go through some of the tribulations that that he went through and, and suffered from on the inside so that that i would say is uh, in a nutshell who i am and in, and obviously fitness is a major part of it but to me these days internal fitness what goes on inside the mind is most important before we can do anything else successfully and tell me about your daughter yeah, man, Navy girl is five months old. It was interesting having a quote unquote COVID baby. Uh, couldn't go mm -hmm. to all the appointments. Couldn't go to all the appointments. Uh, only really one ultrasound, and you know we were basically on lockdown in the um, you know once we got to the hospital and couldn't leave the room at all, literally. But we didn't know any better. It was our first kid, and she's healthy. My wife's healthy, and, and that's all that matters. So she's just the light of our life, man. Looking into her eyes, there is nothing else like. I know a lot of you got dads probably know that, but uh, mm. it's just it's nothing I could have ever expected. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad that everything worked out okay. Uh, I know I've had I've had a few different dads on my show, including um, a uh, NFL uh, wide receiver, Austin Carr. He was on my show last year, and he was going through the same thing that you went through with your daughter. He had a, he and his wife had a brand new baby through through COVID. And it was very scary uh, because at the time it was early on last year. So there wasn't a whole lot of information out about, you know, the impacts that it could have uh, on, uh, on pregnancies and all that. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you, everything turned out for them, uh, turned out well for them. So I'm glad that everything turned out well for you. And, and obviously, you know, she's five months now, but obviously mom's, mom's healthy and everything was good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's healthy. And, you know, what's interesting about the whole experience, I, I kind of haven't done a lot of inner work. I tend to not go into circumstances with a lot of expectations anymore because I realize so much is out of our hands, right? Because I love that, that saying, let go and let God just let and just kind of give up and surrender the process. And so having gone without any expectations and then witnessing what my wife went through to deliver the baby, uh, I was absolutely blown away. And so she was healthy. There was a, 
bit of a hemorrhage situation directly at like soon as the baby came out and the baby had swallowed her meconium. So there was that going on, but we over, it was nothing significant that lasted past an hour and uh, we're all healthy now. And so that, that's all that matters. Mm. Did your wife hemorrhage or? Yeah. Yeah, she did. Uh, she, she was, she had a bleeding hemorrhage um, and it was just absolutely wild. Like not to get graphic, but like, they were pushing down on her belly to get out like these chunks of blood. And, and I don't know wow. how she was able to handle it. I mean, she was all drugged up of course, but she still felt a tremendous amount of pain. And the next day it was almost like a murder scene because there was still blood like randomly spread throughout the room, but she yeah. was a trooper, man. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure there's that old cliche, right? If, uh, if it was up to dads to have kids, there'd be two people in the world. I, I truly believe that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the reason I ask is because my wife, with our second, uh, with our second son, she actually hemorrhaged. He was fine. He was he was born. He was he was great. She was doing fine, and then all of a sudden, she told the nurse, "I don't feel well." And I was standing in the room, and then all of a sudden, they ushered me out of the room, told me I had to get out of the room, and. The next thing I know, there's like multiple doctors running into her room and they wheeled her out without telling me anything. They wheeled her out and I saw one doctor up on her, like her bed with her as, as the rest of the nurses are wheeling the bed. He was up on her bed with her, like straddling her and he was like hooking up all kinds of stuff. And I didn't know what the world was going on. And I was standing there. No one was giving me any information. And like 20 minutes later, her doctor came down and he's like, yeah, she, uh, she had a massive hemorrhage. And they had to put her in a chemically induced coma. Oh, wow. Uh, she had to go on blood transfusion. And he, he told me, because Brian, I'll be honest, we were seconds away from losing her. And wow. I was like, What? And he goes, yeah, he goes, the good news is we, she's, she's doing okay, but we had to do, you know, we had to put her in a, in a coma to, to keep her calm because she was not calm. And uh, we just got to monitor everything. So she was in ICU for two weeks. Oh and, uh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and so now picture this, Joe, I have a brand new baby boy. I have an older son who was uh, a two at the time. Uh, he was, he was with my in-laws. Uh, and I, so I have this brand new baby boy that is completely healthy, but they had to keep him in the NICU because uh, he was still pre he was two weeks premature, but he was completely healthy. But because she wasn't around, they had to keep him there. And I'm kind of at a loss as to what to do. Uh, luckily, I had her family around that helped me out. But this this story really isn't about me. I was just that's why I asked because you know my wife had that experience with our second, and it was crazy. And my wife, you know, after two weeks, she was fine. She ended up coming home, and uh, you know, it's 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 crazy how how scary it can be. Yeah, I mean, we like I said, I did not not only did I not have any expectations, I also really didn't know too much about what could happen. And so, in in that moment when the hemorrhage happened, I, I didn't really know what that meant. They couldn't answer my questions either, and they were they were uh, suctioning out my daughter as they were pumping or trying to get the hemorrhage out of her. And so it was chaotic, but we were fortunate it was only momentarily. I couldn't imagine what it was like for you in that situation. And that's what's just amazing about this whole process that I've realized is. Now, I'm not much of a religious person. I never was much of a religious person. Uh, not that I wasn't religious, but I just wasn't. It was, mm-hmm. it was more of a, a more of a neutral 
if you will put it that way. Right. And for me, I'm the type who just kind of needs for me to feel a certain way. I need to feel conviction. And having gone through my wife being pregnant and then delivering, what became very obvious to me is that the only explanation is there is a higher source to accommodate because there's you know this baby is per- is going through this pr- process perfectly. You know all the th- all the, th- the way the body changes over those nine months with no outside intervention is just absolutely miraculous. And so that really this whole process has really connected me to source in, in a way that I could never imagine, which has been a yeah. very nice consequence of it all. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and for any, I do have a lot of moms listening to my show. So if there's any moms that are listening to this episode right now and you're hearing the different things you might, and if you are going through a pregnancy right now, and any, any of the things that we're talking about have has scared you, please don't let it. Um, the, the things that that happened to me or my wife or you know the things that maybe his wife went through uh, are very rare. And to be honest, even if they do happen, you know when doctors know how to respond to those kind of things. So please don't don't freak out or send me any messages saying you know why did you guys talk about this stuff? Everything will be fine. And, and so if you're a mom and you're pregnant and you're listening to this, just know that uh, you will be fine and, and enjoy the pregnancy journey because um, it is beautiful. So cool. Now that I said that, I want to do want to back up for just a second and kind of get into why you got into the fitness industry. Now, was it because you were mainly, uh, you kind of had this, I guess you're kind of in this rut as a, as a kid, you just, you said you felt bullied. You had a self-esteem issue. Is that the reason that you kind of drove down the fitness industry or into the fitness industry? What was the real reason behind it? I, uh, you know, there was just something, some sort of pull towards, working out and in general like my my oldest brother i'll never forget we used to drop him off at the weight room you know for he was a high school football player and i just always wanted to work out And at that point in time there, you know youth fitness really wasn't a thing and so there was the idea of you had to wait till you're in high school and i was a football player as well so i couldn't get that opportunity until uh until i was going into my freshman year but when i did it was just like it was the first time in my life there was something that I was very much interested in that just sort of came naturally to me. And I understood what to do and how to do without really knowing much about it. And I just wanted, I craved more. Like I would buy books, but I would never read books. Mm-hmm. This, I couldn't, I couldn't put, put books down. And so it really started as strength conditioning for football as something I saw my brother do. But when I got in there, it was just like, it just clicked. Well, that's cool. Well, for my listeners that don't know that don't know Joe or have not seen, you know, his Instagram profile uh, or the things that he does, the dude is incredibly uh, in shape and looks amazing. So any of the, any of the people that are out there, uh, check out the things that he does because the exercises, the training that he does is phenomenal. And I know he's given me some tips because I'm not a big weightlifter. My older son is, my older son's in the, he's like you, he's, he's a workout freak and he is all about it. And he even tries to give me suggestions, but I'm more of a runner. So I like to do my, do my running thing. And I know you've given me some suggestions on that in the past, but I'm happy that that's something that, that you found that you're passionate about and that you're good at. Clearly you're good at it because you've opened several gyms and sold several gyms. Um, that's amazing. Now I do kind of want to transition back to kind of your role as a father, because this is what the podcast is all about. It's about being a dad. You have a brand well, yeah, new baby. I'll just, I would just say this. Yeah, really go ahead. Quick, and, you know, if I, I didn't fully answer your question, you know, that got me started in like going down the rabbit hole of fitness, but I didn't know that it was an option. And until I got into college and, 
you know, I, I heard through the grapevine that because back then, I say back then, but you know, it was uh, 15, 16 years ago. There wasn't there wasn't this idea of like everybody's a trainer. There wasn't Instagram. There wasn't you know Facebook was just starting, and so it was an opportunity where like I just jumped on when I found out you could become a trainer, and so I went through the certification process and followed it, and then just never looked back when I was graduating college. And so I share that because it was, I think it's important for us to, to know that it doesn't always, we don't, I, so often we focus on like how, you know, we have mm-hmm. dreams, we focus on like, well, how are we going to get there? Like I knew I wanted to do something that I loved, but I never thought that I could be a trainer and make a living out of that. And so I would just encourage anybody out there, whether your goal is to look a certain way to accomplish something or start a business, don't get caught up in the how to get there. If it's it just follow the path that you, that's, that fulfills you and that drives you, and then the rest will take care of itself. I just wanted to add that in. I think that, to me, if I'm looking back, if I was so worried about, well, how would I make, you know, how would I be a trainer and earn a living? I probably wouldn't have went forward, and and then right. who knows where I would have been. So, no, that's a, that's a super important point for anything we do in life. And you're right. If you hadn't, uh, if you were, were more focused on not so much jumping in, just focused on how do I do make this happen? You'd still be sitting there questioning, how do I make this happen? It's the same thing with me with, you know, my podcast and your podcast as well. I had not a clue how to run a podcast. I had not a clue how to do it. And I just had to figure it out, jump in and do it and stumble along the way and change things up. You, you know, always be ready to pivot. So that's cool. Great point. So thank you for sharing that. Now your, your daughter, five months old, You've got a lot of moving parts going on right now. How's it going? I, I want to know because my older son's 22. My younger son's going to be 20 here in a, in a couple months. How's it going? How, how's, how's life with a baby? It's different for sure, but it, in the most amazing way. You know, it's different from the perspective of you just can't go out and do what you want to do. Like you right. at all times have to be conscious and aware. And, and that means like, okay, who's going to be watching the baby? Or could that mean like you're both going out and we're having cocktails, like who's going to be the responsible one? You know, like these are real conversations right. and, and it's not always easy. You know, there's not always easy, especially we live in Florida, our family's in Connecticut. We don't have any other support. So we do have babysitters we hire, but you know, we can't necessarily, they only can do certain days and when they can. And so running multiple businesses, my wife works from home. She also teaches from home. Like our lives are pretty chaotic, but at the end of the day, it's just something you make happen when, when, you know, when, when you have something in your life that is that meaningful and just looking at her eyes and hearing her little laugh and knowing that she relies on us to survive. There's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Like somebody once asked me like, what was the point that you felt like a father? And I, I don't mm. know that there ever was, I don't know if there was ever a point. It's just sort of the transition into that role. I, was there a point for you? No. And it's funny. There, there is, I don't think there is, to be honest, Joe. It's one of those things where you're just, like you said, it's uh, like we were talking about before with not trying to figure it out, just doing it. We are automatically, when when you realize that you're going to be a dad, the being of who you are changes and you automatically accept and take on that role as a dad. So I don't know that there's really a point that it changes or if there's a specific point. I, I just think it's something that you just, you, you do. You just you jump in. You do. You know. You no, know, it's, it's it's interesting though because you brought up a good point where you 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 know things like this you don't you just do. But you know the other day I was uh, I've been doing a lot of voice dialogue work 
work, like working on the different parts of my personality and facilitating those conversations as well. And what's interesting that came up for me, and this is my own stuff, is that I my the way my mind works generally with it's like say social media content or uh, you know something with the pot growing the podcast. My initial gravitation is always to wow, how do I do it? And my mentor said to me something that blew me away. She said, you know, when you ask that question, you're creating a narrative that only exists because you asked that question. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that, okay, mic drop, that made complete sense. And, you know, I, I honestly think, Brian, I do think some people aren't ready to become bad. Guys who don't want that responsibility or didn't sign themselves up for it or just maybe aren't excited. I mean, I know that's crazy for when I think about a dad, I think about you, Brian Ward, because this is what you do. But man, there I I do think that for some guys, it's like you know, I, I oftentimes a lot of women will comment on my social media, like, "Oh my God, you're so involved, you're so this." I'm like, "Well, what's the, what's the alternative? Why would I not right. want to be involved? She's my daughter." Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. Yes, there are there are men out there that shouldn't be dads. And I say shouldn't because, <laughs> yeah. because they, they haven't accepted that role. And it's interesting. I know men in my own life that haven't fully accepted that role and, and their kids are older now. And all I can, wow. all I can say to, all I can say to them is how unfortunate for you because you're missing out on something that's so special and they don't tr- truly grasp it. And, uh, you clearly have you and you clearly will as your as your daughter grows up you're five months into the game right now well if you add the other nine months you're 14 months into the game right now but you've got a long road ahead but what i would say to you if i could give you one piece of advice i could tell joe one thing it would be this don't miss a single moment because it will blink you'll blink and it'll be gone so all the little moments that she has with you or without you, meaning she's interacting with her own, you know, figuring out her fingers and her toes and her legs and figuring the crawl and the roll and the walk, all those things don't miss those because boom, it's over and done and gone. And now she's 18 and about to go off to college. Trust me, Joe, it happens so freaking fast. It's incredible. Hey, if there's one thing I am, it's a good learner. And I will tell you, just about everybody has said the same thing with that. And like has been how fast things have gone. I, I don't at all doubt it. So that's one thing me and my wife have been very mm. conscious of is to not take this for granted. And I've even caught my language when I'd be like, oh, I can't. You know, I have this like, I have these like ideas of like, oh, just like her holding my hand and walking and doing all these sports. And I'm like, wait a second. No, no, no. I can wait. <laughs> I, right. I can wait for that stuff. I'll just, let me yeah. just enjoy right now. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. I was going to say, I was going to ask you what you enjoy most about being a dad, but I, I mean, you've already really covered it. So I want to kind of get into kind of your, your role as not only in your business, what you're doing in your health and fitness, in the health and fitness industry, but the lessons, have you thought about the lessons that you'll teach your daughter? Because I've had other fitness men on my show and I've asked them specifically now that they, they have had older kids, but I've asked them specifically, are there things that you're teaching your kids now about eating right and working out? Like I had Chris Powell on my show and I asked him these questions. Um, what kind of things, because your daughter's five months, what kind of things are you putting in place now? to set her up to where she understands how important it is to take care of her body and nutrition and, and health. 
Well, that's, that's a great question, Brian. I love that you asked that. And, you know, first and foremost, there's what we're doing is just what we're, we're exercising. We're actually, that's probably a play on words there, but we're literally exercising our highest values by showing her our lifestyle already. So she's going to grow up. She's not going to know anything other than to work out regularly, to see healthy food in the house. Like that's just what she sees. She sees her mom on the Peloton as she's in her stroller. She's at my gym in her stroller watching us both work out. She sees her dad working out. She sees me walking. She, you know, she sees all the things that we do. She sees the equipment we have around the house. Like she has a bunch of toys that are <laughs> workout related. So she's not going to know anything otherwise. And that's because that's our values for ourselves. And just obviously kids model that. So parents who don't model that, they all, kids also, they will see what the parents don't do as well. And, and that will be its own consequence. But in terms of the lesson that I want to teach her, it's going to be more internally because what I found through my journey is no matter what shape you get in, no matter how successful you are, it does not matter if you're not okay within. And so mm. teaching her mental fitness for me is going to be the most important part that she's going to have days where she doesn't feel good about herself. There's going to be outside forces that are going to get in her way. She might experience an injury. She might have people put her down. She might not get she might win a game. She, she, there's the adversity that will happen, and that's all okay. And to teach herself love around that. So good, bad, no matter what, she can love herself and learn from these opportunities. And so the mental fitness, that will be the biggest takeaway that I, I want her to, uh, you know, to learn from me. That's awesome. And I love that you said that, that you teach it, you want to teach her how to love herself because that's where her mental fitness will uh, uh, grow and develop. And uh, so that's cool. And I'm sure you're going to do that just fine. If I were to ask you, you know, going back to, you know, your own parent, what things have you learned from your own parents that you would use or are you going to implement in raising your daughter? Well, I would say, you know, my parents were divorced at a young age. So I kind of, that while they had a very cordial and great relationship beyond that, I do kind of look at it separately. And so for my mom, it would be compassion. My mom is the most angelic person I've ever met. And she, the way she cares for people is just unmatched. And so that's something that really helped me as a coach is that, you know, I, I may never have had a weight loss journey. I've had my own struggles, but I know that I can sit there and, and, and hold space for someone who's really going through it and really care for that person deeply. And, uh, and that to me is extremely important. And so for my daughter, it'd be that compassion and not just compassion for people who are in a tough spot, but who, who we know are in a tough spot, but also mm -hmm. compassion for people who outwardly express anger and what would be perceived as negative type of behavior, because they are also in a tough, tough spot. And I didn't know that as a kid, but now knowing that as an adult, letting her know that the people who do say mean things and to do these, these horrible acts. Like that's a reflection of a small reflection of the horrible reality that's going inside within them. So we also have to have compassion for those people too, which is extremely hard to do, but that's something that I want her to be aware of. And from my dad, he was a great people person. When he walked in the room, he was able to command attention. He was able to talk to people. He had the confidence to talk to people. And so I want her to be like that as well. I want her to be a strong woman where she, knows that nobody is above her and she's not above anybody else. And to be able to have conversations with a janitor and have conversations with the CEO and everybody else in between and treat everybody as equal, but not be never be in a situation where she felt awkward or, or too intimidated. Being, having compassion and being a people person, that's a role that 
Do you think that that's a role that you and your wife will both take on, or are you going to have those roles separate? Kind of like, you know, you said your mom was more of the compassionate person and your dad is more of the people person, or I'm sure that you guys are both going to share those roles, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like my wife demonstrates compassion in her own way. She's very much a family person, always there for a very loyal friend and family member. And also she's a behavior analyst, so she works with kids with autism and parents oh, cool. of kids who have autism. So, I mean, talk about compassion. That is one right. of the hardest, hardest and, and most, you know, I mean, wow, just incredible work. Um, and then in terms of being a people person, uh, absolutely. You know, she's going to see my wife's very sarcastic and sassy. So hoping that my daughter is not as sassy, but you know, I don't awesome. know if I can handle that. I, I, got, I got two. I got, I got my wife, my daughter, and my dog, all of which are women. I'm outnumbered, Brian. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let me ask you this real, uh, one last question. You know, I know obviously she's five months old, long ways from, from a time that I could ask her this, but picturing if I asked your daughter now, Tell me something about your dad. What do you think your daughter, what would you hope that your daughter would say about you? That's another great question. You know, I would want her to see that my dad was a self-made man who never made excuses, who did his best with what he had and made his dreams come true and always took the necessary risks, even though that there were uncertainty and not to, you know, not to deny fear, but to use it as fuel to move forward. And to do it, to do his best. That's awesome. And and, hel- and 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 helping a lot of people along the way. Because I, I think one of the things that I really want her to know early on is that one of the one of our duties here, I believe, is to leave the world better than what we you know than where we were be- where it was before. And and the, the best way to do that that I know how is to positively impact the people that are around us. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that that's what you'd hope you'd say that she would say, and I'm sure that it, that it will be, because um, you because you are making a difference, you are impacting the world, and you and you don't make excuses. You get stuff done, and you're there to help others. So um, she's seeing that, and she will see that as she gets older. Um, well, awesome, Joe. I, I want yeah. Let me ask you this: uh, for my listeners, wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you. What's the best place for them to do that? And then tell them a little bit about your podcast and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me, man. This has been a lot of fun. I uh, I often get asked about fitness and mindset stuff. I don't always get asked about being a dad and I'm only five months in. So right. this has been a lot of fun. And you were great on my podcast, by the way. I, I know a lot of people oh, I loved love loved hearing from you. Uh, you know, in terms of finding more information about me, my Instagram, I would say, is probably the hub. Everything kind of filters through there, whether by feed or my stories. So that's at Joe Carabasi. That's J-O-E-C-A-R-A-B-A. S E as a B as a boy. And the podcast is called Man Over Mind. It's primarily for men, but we have a large women following actually. And it's just a very authentic take on the struggle of a modern day man. And so, you know, I, I'm I just share what I'm going through, what I've learned in a very authentic way. And I bring on guests and I ask them to do the same. And so that's Man Over Mind. That podcast is on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on Google. And you can check the website out at www.b manovermind.com. Awesome. Uh, well, listen, I had a lot of fun on your podcast. I actually did get some uh, people reaching out to me and saying that they've, they've listened to the episode and had, uh, wanted to learn more about my podcast. So um, so I did get some attention from it, so I appreciate that. Um, but look, oh, awesome. I, I, yeah, I appreciate everything that you stand for, everything that you represent. I'm excited for your journey as a dad because even though you're, uh, you know, what I would call a rookie, 
the fact that you're going through it right now, I'm envious of it because uh, my boys are obviously adults now. Uh, my my history of, of being a dad of, of toddlers is over, at least until my boys have grand have, have kids, uh, which I hope is a few years away yet still. But uh, <laughs> but you I'm, do. I'm really, yeah, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more stories from you as our friendship develops and grows. But I just wanted to say thanks for being on my show. I really appreciate you taking the time on your day, brother. It means a lot. Absolutely, Brian. It was an absolute pleasure, my man. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.